What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy Art Dog here with your homeboy MJ Gunner. Yo, yes, sir. Let's do it. And we got the homeboy J Rock on the line. What's cracking, Jay? What's good, man? Man, you know what it is. You know what it is. We're going to be talking about everything that has to do with extreme rules on this episode. Jay, what would you think of this pay-per-view as a whole? This pay-per-view as a whole, I give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, seven out of ten. That's okay. that's actually really really good. But yeah, first off, is. before we talk about this pay per view, I want to start off talking about the news that Hogan's suspension has been lifted. He's now reinducted into the Hall of Fame, which basically means that he'll be making a comeback anytime soon, and he will probably not be in in ring action, but he will be cutting promos again. I'm surprised we didn't see him tonight at uh, Extreme Rules. You know, there was like. Yeah. 15 minutes left. I thought we'd have to see him. Right. So what do you make of this whole situation? Uh, Hogan, it's been three years since that whole incident happened. Yeah. And knowing him, he he had to, he had to right the wrong that he did because he knew what he did was, was wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Hogan. I think Hogan's been in enough trouble where at this point we should probably just let it go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I'm, I'm past it. I'm, I'm, I'm a big Hogan fan, but I'm past it. I'm so past it. He apologized. The, he apologized for what he did. He talked to the locker room. He had mm-hmm. a meeting, whatever, backstage. Mm-hmm. Everything should be good now. But at this point, man, I'm I'm tired of Hogan's mess ups. All the way back from him testifying against Vince McMahon to him dropping the N word uh, on the phone with his daughter to the sex tape release to the suing. I'm just tired of Hogan, period. I was about to say, I'm not a very big fan of Hogan without all this stuff. And with all this stuff, right, it just kind of makes it, makes it way worse. Yes, yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of over Hogan. I don't, he wasn't really a big part of my childhood like everybody else. I was I more. Because I, I started watching wrestling until about 95. Well, I. I I was watching during the Hogan era, but I was more of a Macho Man fan. Who's clearly better. That's that was my guy, Macho Man. Exactly. Yes, you know what I'm saying? In WCW, I always preferred Chris Jericho. I did, too. The Cruiserweights was always relevant. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Exactly. I was a fan of the workhorses in WCW, mm-hmm. the Benoits, the Guerreros, the Mysterios, the Malinkos. guys like that, Malinkos. The only group I liked in WCW, honestly, was the NWO Pack. I really care for the regular NWO and the Wolfpack. I like the Wolfpack. I like mm-hmm. the NWO in the beginning, but then it just got overdid. When they, yeah, when they started adding too many members, right. and that's when it, it got took over. Out. It just went overboard. After the sixth member, after six, that should have been it. Right. And then they just kept it going. Right. Don't need all of that. Don't need Hogan. I'm over it. So, you know, it is what it is. But let's talk about Extreme Rules, because that's what we're here for. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? So let's talk about the... First off, we're going to go with the kickoff shows. Uh, what did you think about Andrade, Cien Almas versus Sin Cara? Andrade versus Cien. I'm going to give the match uh, 6.5 out of 10. It was a good match. It wasn't better than the match on SmackDown, but it was a good match. Yeah, I mean... I missed this match. I'm not even going to lie to the audience and tell them that I was here. I was uh, still on the road, but I didn't make it in time to see the table match. 
with the New Day and uh, Sanity. Mm-hmm. That's the, I think that's the only pre-show match I did miss. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I missed uh, that pre-show match. Right, right. I did, I did see the highlights. I did see the highlights, though. But Gunner did see but them Gunner both. Saw both. So because tell he's us prepared. what's up. So tell he, us what's up. What you think? But uh, Finn and and Sakara, I didn't really care for this match to be honest with you. I mean, it, it was kind of forgettable a little bit. That's messed you know, up because I'm think, a huge Andrade fan. Right, I love CN, and I think now, the yeah, biggest... I like CN too. I just think that feud, it was just a, a, a one-off push for Andrade to actually mm-hmm. get onto the be on SmackDown more fighting wrestling against better superstars. Well, right. I think I think that's that's terrible for him because we haven't seen Sin Cara in months in forever, and and for him to kick off. His SmackDown uh, rivalry. Yeah, it should have been someone like, let me think, probably Sean Benjamin or. Yeah, that would have made a little bit more sense. That would have made a little bit more sense if he'd, uh, you know, stepped it up with a a little bit higher class. I actually would have rather seen him against Ty Dillinger because it would have did both of them some good. Anyway, this match with CN and uh, Sakara, I didn't really care for. I think the biggest thing that I remember from this match is uh, that botch Sin Cara did while they were on the, uh, that Hurricane Rana botch she did while they were yeah, on the yeah, yeah, Did yeah, you catch yeah. that? Yeah. 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 And then Sin Cara curse still with him. Right. And the original Sin Cara, that's that curse still with him. Well, yeah, it is. That's that's what it is. Sin Cara Maybe that is known name is, for botching moves. <laughs> Maybe that name is cursed or something. That's, I don't know. Yeah, it's so yeah it's, it gotta be the name. person that plays Sin Cara from Hunico to to Christopher Daniels to everybody that's played him has ended up messing a lot of things up. Daniels did suicide. Well, you think it's suicide. Yeah, you're thinking it's suicide. Only two yeah. people played uh, Sin, Sin Cara since he didn't ever That was yeah. the original and Hunico. But right. Hunico did do him, the original right. Sin Cara. <laughs> and they were known for botching a lot of moves. Yeah. And anybody that puts that mask on apparently carries the curse with them. Exactly. But uh, we're going to move on. That tables match, though, uh... It was another kind of forgettable one. Yeah, I expected a lot out of this tables match. I expected a lot. And I don't know, it was just kind of, you know, let downing, you know? I know, because the New Day always puts it on. Right. And Kofi did have a killer spot in that match. Yeah, that double power bomb mushroom yeah. stomp was amazing. That was awesome. Yeah. I did like yeah, that. I seen that like. Yeah. yeah, that match could have been a whole lot better. It's probably because New Day and Sandy ain't got that much chemistry with each other. You know, they did do a lot of links, but... It just wasn't on par with matches like the they had with the bar and the Usos. Not only that, I think that what would have made the match a little bit better is if all three members had to go through the yeah, table. Yeah, that would have made the match a whole lot better if that, all three members had to go through a table. That yeah. confused me. Normally in tag matches, both members have to go through a table. Right. But... Lately, it's just been one person, or they've been going through at the same time. Mm-hmm. But in this one, particular one, only Kofi went through. Right. Kind of confused me. It, it did. It did. And then uh, the the whole pay per view kicks off. 
with the B team. The B team! Against Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Love it, love it, love it. What'd you Decent think of match. that? It was a decent match. I'm just, uh, I, wasn't sh- I was kind of shocked the B team actually won. Oh, I was super shocked. We were throwing chairs in there. We couldn't believe it. I couldn't <laughs> believe it because, for one, it's very, very rare where they let someone get dominated throughout the whole weeks leading up to the pay-per-view and then actually win the pay-per-view. Right. Like, that was shocking. Like, the B team put Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt on ice every single week leading up to this pay-per-view. It was getting so repetitive. And I was very close to being sick and tired of this feud. And then they do this, and I love it all over again. <laughs> I just the hype, yeah, the B team was hype. They got hype after the match, and we had throughout the whole night when they was hyping up Roman and mm-hmm. the priest there, the post show. Yeah, the B team was hype. Yeah. That's what I like to see. Love the B team. I oh, love God. the B team too, and they, I they, think, they, got, they got all my respect after that. I just, I just hope that they can keep this persona going where they're dressing up as the opponents and stuff like that because that's what keeps them interesting and that's what keeps things going. And, and if they keep celebrating... Uh, I don't see this. Some people might not like it, but they're better off without the legs. I think so, too. Me, too. There's not a whole lot of people who are better off without the Miz, but the B team are one of them. It is. And it was it was really, really exciting. I think that the B team really had the moment of the night. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the next next match comes on, which is Baron Corbin and Finn Balor. And I'm, I, I say it every week. I believe Finn Balor belongs on 205. Uh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't really agree with that. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. Because Balor, I think he's above that. Kind of like if Gargano or Champion were to go back to the main roster, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see them on 205. Even though 205 is doing better now than it was when Enzo was champion, but I prefer them to be on the main roster SmackDown overall. I really believe that uh, Finn Balor is very, very small, and him being on the main roster fighting guys like Baron Corbin is kind of a bad thing because it makes him look even smaller and it's non-believable that he would be beating somebody like Baron Corbin, especially the role that Baron Corbin's been on lately. Unbelievable? Nah, I can't say that. Kubala been beating sorry bigger than him since New Japan. But see, that's the thing. A lot of you guys like to throw up the fact that Finn Balor's done so much overseas but you won't give the same credit to other people. There's a lot of people that have done a lot overseas, and it really doesn't matter when they hit the WWE. But all of a sudden, with Finn Balor, everybody wants to say that because he's done so much overseas and in New Japan and all that, that he just deserves the special treatment over here. And I don't think that's... I don't no, think, I don't that's think he deserves special treatment, but he do deserve to be in that, that world title hunt again because he never lost the championship. He had to relinquish it due to injury. Yeah, still, and, still, and so, 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 so did Daniel Bryan. So did Daniel Bryan, and he never got it back. Dolph Ziggler well, walked Bryan out with it, and Daniel he Bryan never got it back. Working up to that point. There's a lot of people that relinquished the belt and never got it back. I don't know what makes Finn Balor so special. 
to be honest. Even in matches that require that, even in matches that lead led to world title matches, the Elimination Chamber match, mm-hmm. the Money in the Bank match. Yeah. Did he the, win any of those? Did he win any of those? Did he win any of those? None of those went to. None of them. If anything, no. If anything, if anything, the Miz deserves the spot way more than Finn Balor does. At this point, I probably put the Miz on, you know, either on the same level or maybe even one notch higher than Balor because, you know, the Miz has been the doing Miz stuff is way higher than Balor. You know, he's not a very big Balor fan, as we all as probably everybody know. everybody knows that. Everybody knows, knows I'm, I'm not, not a big Balor fan. fan. What'd you say? I'm not a big Miz fan. Yeah. yeah, but... Miz every- is great. Miz will get his time. I'm not a Miz right fan now, either. I'm more focused on him versus Daniel Bryan. That's mm-hmm. the thing. I'm not a Miz fan either. But I just don't see why everybody wants to put Balor on this pedestal. I believe he belongs on 205. There's more, better matches down there for him. It's a faster pace for him. And we'll get to see the best Balor on 205. Instead of steady putting him in the ring with these Goliaths and trying to make us believe that this guy can kick, drop kick somebody and do some real damage the size of Braun Strowman. Right, he, 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 he put work on Strowman, though. Gotta admit that. He put a lot of work on Strowman. My God, man. Come on, dog. You're gonna give him anything, Kyle? Come on, man. No. Now let's talk about KO putting it on Strowman. Because KO definitely put it on Strowman. KO had a steel case around him. He had to put the moves on Strowman. Anytime before that, KO got his ass whooped. Let's talk about KO putting it on Strowman. Because if you'd have put Finn Balor in that cage, then that wouldn't have been half the match that it was tonight. Oh, I think, uh, and Balor's not a big not a heel. KO, KO, KO had the spot of the night. Definitely did. I'm glad to yeah, see the spot of the night was a, that, that, that spot off the cage reminded mm-hmm. me of Taker and Mick Foley. Yeah, man, that That's spot me of. that spot off the cage hasn't hasn't been done since Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people have like climbed up and let go of the cage. A lot of people mm-hmm. have jumped off of it. But nobody's been thrown off the cage since Foley. And even before that spot, like, the whole handcuff thing and all the other stuff KO was doing uh, Strowman in there, that match was a whole lot better than I thought it would be. The in-ring psychology in that match was pretty good. It was really, really on point, I got to say. I think... I give that match a 8 out of 10. Well, in other words, probably 3.5 stars. Yeah, that match was really, really good. Uh, KO really put it on on this time, dude. And he took an incredible bump at the end of that thing, getting thrown off of that cage. And that was crazy. The only thing that pissed me off during that match was when he handcuffed Strowman and he took so long. He used to be playing the heel, laughing at Strowman's chest, handcuffed to the rope instead of just leaving the ring. Well, that's the psychology. That's the psychology. It's the same thing as crawling across the ring really slow when we know you can get your ass up and get over there. Right. Yeah. It's one of those things, bro. But uh, it was a good match to me. And uh, then, then that U.S. title match. Oh, man. 
Ooh, it was such a squash match, that Huge U.S. title squash. match. I, I kind of expected it. Because you know what? You saw that coming. I didn't see that coming. Uh, give us I a more insight on that. I didn't expect Hardy to lose. I didn't expect Hardy to win the match. But I did. I just. I expected Shinsuke to win the belt. But I didn't expect him to win it that quick. Yeah. That was. That was a squash match. It was. Low blow. Kishasa, new United States champion. And then the return yeah. of Randy Orton. Yeah, Randy Orton. Man. Everybody keeps wondering if Orton turned heel or this and that. I said Orton did to me. What Orton did. What Orton does. For when Hardy beat him before he left for this knee injury. Yeah, I I still remember on SmackDown when uh, Orton was coming out to answer the U.S. title challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Jeff Hardy came and out. Jeff Hardy came out and cut him off. Yeah, but I think Orton was probably sending a message to Shinsuke, like I'm coming for you, and this is what and this is what possibly might happen to you. Like I'm coming. And and it's already happening to the points where it's so fast that I kind of don't remember the last feud that Randy and Shinsuke had. Knowing that they've had a couple matches. Mm -hmm. I don't think they ever had a feud. No, they have. They've had matches. They've, they've had a couple matches. They had a little... Yeah, a couple matches. Probably, yeah, but it wasn't legit feud. Probably right. one month long because Randy was RKOing him out of nowhere. Remember those yeah. tag matches they were that doing? Was, that was all to get to that WWE title. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, right. yeah. It was just a hunt for the title, which mm -hmm. kind of led it to Randy kind of venturing off. Now everybody can shut up and stop saying Shinsuke being buried. Shinsuke never going to get a belt. Shinsuke finally won the title on the main roster. Which, I think that they... they they probably did that just to shut the, them people up because, good Lord, it's annoying. Now, I got to say, if they did do that just to shut people up, well, people are still going to be mad because Carmella is money. Well, that's Oscar's fault. And there are a lot of Oscar fans out here that are going to be did mad. Yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't care too much for the end of that match. That match was kind of pissed me off. Oh, yeah. man, <laughs> go ahead and talk about it. Get it off your chest. Cause I, cause I already knew from the get-go, man, where it came out with the the things around his legs, and mm. he got a hoodie on. You, you should expect him to have a lot of stuff inside that hoodie. I knew and that. Had handcuffs, had hairspray, and all that inside his hoodie. I knew that. And then, then managed to have the key to the damn cage to get out. That, I, I, I think that was like a bobby key. pin or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like I think he, well, he, 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 yeah, he got out of it. Right. Yeah, because the, the way Corey Graves screamed Locksmith Ellsworth <laughs> was hilarious to me. Yeah. But basically, I think Oscar's got nobody to blame but herself. Nobody told her to I make Ellsworth yeah. into a turtle pinata. Her main focus should have been Carmella. Right. Her main focus should have been Carmella. You want the title, you go get the title. You don't, you don't give beatings to people who are... Not in this match. You know? And not only Let that, put him back in the cage. I gotta say, I think this was the first time that I've seen somebody hanging upside down from the shark cage. I've never seen that before, ever. <laughs> we had three shark cage matches in WWE since they, since they started that stipulation. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's the been a couple one was more. Paul Ellering. Yeah. AOP, AOP for who did they wrestle? Uh, I think it was the revival. No, it was TM61 in that match where that was that yeah, was yeah, Dusty Rose yeah. classic. Uh, that was a great match. And yeah. AOP ended up destroying. He didn't destroy him, but they ended in that match. And the second one, it was 
Jericho. Yeah, Big Show. No, yeah, Enzo Big Cassidy. Who was his uh, who was Enzo's uh, who was Big Cassidy's opponent in that match? Big Show. Big Show, right? And then Enzo slips off the bars of the cage yeah, and drops down. Cage and also, Jericho was in the cage. Oh yeah, Jericho was in the shark cage at the Royal Rumble. When it was him and KO versus it was KO versus Roman, Jericho was in the shark Jericho cage. was in the cage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, yeah, so that's four matches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. that that's just in modern era times. But this is the first time I've seen somebody hanging from their feet. I've literally never seen someone <laughs> hang from their feet. Never, never seen that. Shark I think cage. that was the whole point of him wearing uh, the bandanas around. Right. The I didn't know what the point. I didn't know. Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't get, get why he was so clothes heavy. I thought right. that he'd have a lot of stuff to throw down. Right. But I never imagined that he'd be hanging upside down from it. <laughs> and that was a perfect way to get her distracted. Because yeah. who couldn't beat the hell out of Ellsworth hanging upside down like a pinata? People that are going for championships. That's who. I'm saying, even with the belt on the line, it's really Oscar. tempting. Keep your eyes on the prize. If she doesn't get that rematch at SummerSlam, I expect the next opponent for that match should be Becky Lynch. Becky's been building a name for herself. Becky's been building a name. Becky's been everybody that came across her since after WrestleMania. Been beating everybody. Everybody. Love me for Becky Lynch. And and let's not forget, she made Charlotte tap. Yeah, she did. Yep. She got it. But she got the W over Charlotte. She beat Charlotte the last two times they wrestled. She beat Charlotte. That's yes, huge. She did. That's Becky's big. building big momentum. And she hasn't lost to either iconic. I miss her. I missed her on this card. <laughs> that's how the. Uh, that's how they. That's how they. Uh, the four horse would work. Because you had Sasha and Billy with the two best friends. Right. Then you had Charlotte and Becky, the two best friends. Well, it's working. It's it's getting getting us over, and I'm looking for Becky Lynch to build a big name for herself over the next couple weeks to get that title shot What's at that? SummerSlam. Yeah, because yeah. uh, so far um, the only ones that Carmella hasn't like one up yet is Naomi and Becky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody else, she's pretty much one up. She's slipped through their fingers time after time. Yeah, she caught Charlotte slipping. Mm-hmm. Caught Charlotte Oscar slipping. slipping twice. Caught yeah. Oscar slipping twice. Mm-hmm. And and since she's been champ and since Ellsworth has been back, I don't see her losing. She's cunning. She she may not be the best wrestler, but she's a thinker. She's gonna outmaneuver yeah. you. I give her. I do give her that. I yeah. dare say she's the edge of the women's division. Oh. I don't know. I'm a huge fan. I don't see the women division. Period. The women division. Period. The edge. Yeah. The edge of the women's division. It's gotta be rousing. Cause I don't think anybody. Oh, I almost hung up this phone, Jay boy. Oh no! Come on now. You know Rousey is the woman. Oh, give me a break. I love Ronda Rousey. Speaking of, let's go ahead and jump in it. Now that match. Yeah. And that match, I, I didn't very much care for that match, like, that at match all. No redeeming was so quality. lame, bro. The only thing, the match wasn't, it, was, it wasn't great, it was average. But the only thing about that match that kind of pissed me off was when Rousey beat the hell out of Mickey James. Right. And then when she went after Alexa, Mickey just randomly got up and smacked her with a candlestick. Like, there was no selling through that whole point. Nothing. There was the no selling. Like, three times. Actually, the I gotta say there was no selling. The table, like, really? There was no selling. There was no giving. This match was a big pullback of everything. 
because none of these hits seem hard at all. Like he it's said, it's sad to say that the bestseller in the match was Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. And she and the fact that Alexa wouldn't hit her with the chairs or any of the stuff hard made the sale look too much. She was yeah. probably swinging as hard as she I could. Nobody said she was strong. I'm saying, if you're going to pick up a chair, use that mug. She probably yeah. was. Nobody use said it. she was strong. Me a billion, uh, Alexa last year. <laughs> I'm saying, but if, if she's not going to be able to swing it, she could jab her with it like everybody else does mm-hmm. when they hold it and hit you in the mm-hmm. stomach with the end of it. Yeah, I understand yeah, what That's what saying. I'm saying. And Alexa couldn't, if she couldn't hold the chair, she's already little. Mm-hmm. She's like two inches away from legally being a midget. It's not <laughs> and she won the match the same way she won, uh, won the last time when she cashed in. I am, yeah. I am I on the chair. Man, I am tired of Alexa Bliss being on top. I've been because, tired of Alexa Bliss since last year. Yeah, I, I just can't. I just can't with her. I know that she's athletic. I get it. But her athleticism has completely deteriorated since she's been on the main roster. She's on my, she's on my skills now. That's it. I mean, to be honest, if they let her show it, she's not that bad of a wrestler. Aren't I you never said she was. She gets paid to act like that. I get it. Her athleticism. Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. She do get paid to act like that. Sure. Her, her athleticism. I think the best match she's had in the main roster since she joined was probably against Charlotte at uh, Survivor Series last year. Mm-hmm. Her athleticism is off the charts, but the fact that she never uses it at all. Not to say that Alexa couldn't have a match with some, because we know that any match that she has on Raw, any tag match she has, is going to be like some type of squash match type shit. Mm-hmm. So let her show that she can wrestle good while you're putting her in this cowardly gimmick. KO just got to show it. To be fair, though, I mean, it's if she did things that you liked, then she wouldn't be a great heel. And I think she is a great heel. You know, she knows yeah, how to annoy people. If you can hate it. You know, right. And if you yeah, do things that, right, exactly. If you do things that people like, like have exciting matches or do cool moves, then they're not going to hate you. But you can still be a heel while having exciting matches. The thing matches. about her is she, she plays a great heel. Mm-hmm. And some people hate her. Some people like her. She got a lot of fanboys. Everybody knows that. We yeah. know and that. Look at Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks does. She's a great wrestler. Love Sasha. But she gets so much heat because she, because of the things that happen outside of the ring. Yeah. For no, for no apparent reason. Everybody hates because there, there is no no apparent reason. We all know that anything you do outside of the ring goes hand in hand with what you do in the ring. I, I bring this up every single week. Anything you do on the outside goes hand in hand with what you do on the inside. Unfortunately, if she doesn't like fans that's waiting at airports or whatever, asking for autographs four or five o'clock in the morning. Like that's that's, that's part of the lifestyle. But they, she shouldn't be vilified for that art. She's not a robot. It's, she's it's, a person. She's not a robot. She's a role model. It's part of the lifestyle. So if you have your kid, she's always been a role model for the kids. Exactly. And if you have your kid. But you got random you. dudes waiting at you at the airport, 5 o'clock in the morning. I was going to say, these you aren't children, these are dudes. These are men, our age. Regardless, these are the guys that buy your merchandise. These are the people that's that true. spend the money. So, That's true. Okay, so let me ask you a hypothetical. 
Okay? I don't Say like those. you're having a bad day. You're having your cranky. You just got off a flight. You're having the worst day and of your, your life. And your fans won't bring their spirits up. You got people just shoving things in your face. You, your fans don't you to... bring your spirits up. That's the reason you have fans. If this podcast blows up and we have people wanting us to sign their shit listening to our podcast, we owe them that. Yeah, it's, it's like when last year after, I think after SummerSlam, when her and her husband was at the pizza parlor and all the fans was telling her when she was walking to her car, like, that's not necessary. That, that is. It you happens. Her, why are you taunting her while she's walking to her car with her husband? If we have... That's not necessary. That's why, the way, that's why she is the way she is. That's what... But the thing is, if you have she's motherfuckers... Even, she's still young. She's yeah, not even 20, 25 yet. The purpose is, that's the point of being a superstar. If you're not ready for the superstar life, then leave it. You're going to have people that are going to be yelling at you. You're going to have people that are going to love you to death. You're going to have stalkers. You're going to have all that stuff. You're going to have death mail. It comes with the territory. You have to be able to deal with that. So I guess you have to just be perfect at all times. Sorry. That's what Beyonce is. And they give him heat for it. They give him heat not for it. Not as much as they give not as much as they give to her. Man, they give him heat for it. They give him heat. They give Brock Lesnar heat. They give all those people oh, heat. I don't want to get on Brock, so you I didn't want to get on that. No, that's not. Cause Brock won't even won't even say hi to your kid. Cause we all know what to expect with Brock though. You know, but that, not, but Sasha's him. different. We look at her as an elegant woman, as a lady. And for her to act like a supreme bitch in front of everybody and do it time after time, it makes her fan base decrease. So the best thing that they can do for her is just make her a heel again. That's what I've been, I've been saying that for, the, for the last two years. If she wants to be a heel in real heel. life... Make her a heel in the business. Then she'll have the right to say fuck the fans. She doesn't. Never mind. Yes, she yeah, does. You got people that play the heel role in the ring and outside the ring. KO is one of them. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Now, some of some heels in the business are some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Yeah, some people you didn't expect to be a heel turn out to be better heels than other superstars. Mm-hmm. Key example, Sammy Zayn. Exactly. I'm just saying, you know, maybe we should cut her a little bit of slack here. Well, I always cut Sasha some slack. Cause I know how, I know how. I mean, we know how it is. I'm paying attention to other superstars and people are annoying sometimes. It happens. I'm not going to cut you some slack. There is a nice way to turn people down. You don't have to be a dick about it. I'm not going to cut you any slack. The whole thing is you're one in thousands of wrestlers that people want to see. I haven't seen anybody getting any make-a-wish shit for you. So don't act like you're high and mighty, like you're better than anybody else, because everybody gets asked for autographs. You sound like you sound like Billy right now. <laughs> That's what Billy says all the time about Sasha. And and it's true. It's true, because the only thing Sasha cares about is Sasha. The only thing you ever hear her say is, I just want to be the best. That's bogus. I just want to be the best. If she didn't love this business, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't be doing it. Right? All she wants is to be the best. Why shouldn't you have goals? She doesn't care about you. She just wants to be the best. Why shouldn't she have goals? She okay. reached That's how Jericho was. And Jericho was a heel. Jericho told everybody, I want to be the best. 
the and best I in the world. What I do. The best in the world at what I do. CM Punk was the best in the world. Punk, uh, he lost a lot of my respect when he, when he dished the business. The business that made him what he was. Well, exactly. I think Punk had a legitimate gripe with the business, but at this point, the business has done more for him. They gave him all of, all of his grievances that he aired out. They gave it to him. They gave him the cups, the ice cream bars, the, all the shit he asked for, the title for the longest reign, and he still acted like an asshole, and that's the reason I can't respect Punk. Because after you air it out and they give you what you want, then you don't have any more gripe. You should be ready to play ball, and he still wasn't. Exactly. All right, let's get back to the pay-per-view, though. All right, Roman Reigns, right, Bobby Lashley. Roman and Lashley, that was a good match. That what? was a good match. The fans wasn't into it until that one big spot when he threw Lashley over the ring ropes mm-hmm. when he landed on the ground. But that was a good match. I got to say. I didn't expect Lashley to win the way he did, but that was a good match. I wasn't into this match at all until that FU over the top rope. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was. That, that was, was great kicking his ass the entire match. Yeah, yeah actually, Bobby kind of start because it started off as an amateur wrestling match, and that's not very well. That's good for Lashley. It's not very good for Roman. He had to change it up quickly. Exactly. Right. He was he was doing a lot but of Roman, those. Roman managed to get the upper hand. Right. He, he was did. doing a lot of shooting and single leg grabs mm-hmm. and. Uh, a lot of uh, waist lock slams and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, Roman hit this big elbow, and nothing was the same. Yeah, that big elbow was nothing was the same after that. After that elbow was around. Lashley is just getting it handed to him. Until, yeah. Until, yeah. outside the ring when Lashley caught him with the belly to belly over the table. That's when the tide turned a little bit. Well, I got to say, man, that spot where he hit him with the AA over the top rope, I thought Lashley was hurt. I legit thought, I, I legit thought Lashley was injured. Mm-hmm. He hit that floor hard. Yeah, yeah, I thought he had a broken shoulder or something. But then Roman came trucking around the ring and he caught him. And he hit him with the most lackluster belly-to-belly on the table that I've ever seen. It's like he couldn't get no grip on him. Yeah, it's like he so couldn't get him like, over his like head. You Kurt Angle would do or... Mm-hmm. Kurt no. Lesnar, but yeah, yeah. Kurt, Kurt would have tossed him. Jason Jordan would have tossed him. That yeah, table would have broke. <laughs> yeah, that table would have broke. But Lashley kind of couldn't get him over, and it seemed so lackluster. To be quite honest, I mean, I think it was okay match, but I've seen Roman have way, way better, and I don't know what the deal is. You know, it's. I think this is two pay per view straight that he hasn't really delivered that well in ring and I know I know he can do better. I've seen him do better so We've many seen times. Him do a lot better, a lot better, but the I whole thing is, who did he wrestle his last pay per view? Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal, yeah, 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 true. It was Jinder Mahal, so and, the, and, and we right. and we were talking Mahal. about this earlier right. and I brung up the fact that I believe Ever since he had this sequence of matches with Brock Lesnar, his wrestling game has actually went down. Because the only Brock, thing... Because the way Brock is. Brock yeah, doesn't care about nothing. That's the if, thing. If everything doesn't go Brock way, it's not going to be a great match. And that's the thing. Uh, instead of him planning out matches and, you know, having big spots and big comebacks and stuff, now he's used to just taking a bunch of moves and yeah. then spotting a the comeback and that's it. WrestleMania, you took, what, five, six F5s before you lost? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, five. So do you think uh, it's possible that uh, wrestling Brock so much has got him into a different mindset? And now he's doing things differently? I think it brought him down. What do you think? I think the money money got to his head. Oh, really? I I think the money got to his head. So you think he thinks that he's a... Back when 2002, 2003, when he was running running SmackDown, that rock was kicking ass, literally. We're talking about Roman, not at this point. No, no, we know Brock is. Right, we Brock know what thinks, to expect with Brock. Brock thinks he's bigger than the business. We already know that. We're talking about Roman. I think that wrestling Roman? Brock brought Roman's skills down. Right. Do you think it's Do you think it's possible that a wrestling Brock so much, you know, kind of put, put him in a different mindset, and now he does things differently in the ring? Fifty-fifty. Yeah. It's 50-50, because he still does the same stuff he normally does, but yeah, his, his matches haven't been that great since the whole match with Brock and WrestleMania. No, because I haven't seen any of his power bombs or any of his pop-up Superman punches, yeah. none yeah. of his top rope spots. He doesn't dive anymore. For me, for Roman, for, me, for Roman to be successful in the ring, it always depends on his opponent. No, I'm right. see, that's the thing. Gunner thinks that when... Roman can carry his own weight, but he can't carry somebody else's. I think that's what it but is. But I think if you put him in there with somebody who can carry two people's weight, then the match is always off the charts. But if you put him in there with a regular person like Jason Jordan, the match is still going to be good. But when he's been wrestling, ever since he's wrestled Brock Lesnar three or four times in a row... Now he doesn't do any of those moves anymore. He's used to just getting beat up. That's my yeah, thing. Like, uh, like, to be honest, his last great match that Brock Roman had, mm-hmm. I can think of. Singles match, I can think of. I'm trying to see. Who did he face last year? Uh, I think Braun Strowman probably have been his last great match. Well, to me, that was his last great rivalry. Yeah. I, think, I think his last great match was against Finn Balor. I would have given it to John Cena, like in No Mercy. But see, that was a while ago. Yeah, I'm giving you that. Yeah, Cena was his last great match. That was a while ago. He did fight Balor on a Raw, and that was a really good match because Balor ended up winning, and then he ended up winning. Oh, would you look at you giving Balor credit? I'm going to give Balor this credit. This is a first on this podcast. <laughs> but like you know, I said. The first match he had with Balor, I think, was in 2016, right before the University Championship was introduced. But I'm. I'm, I'm won that one. That's what and I'm. In the second match they had on Raw, I went to that Raw, mm-hmm. and Roman won that match. Yeah, Roman won. Finn Balor won the first time when they were going to see right. who was going to fight for the Universal Title. Mm-hmm. Roman won the and second then Roman time. Won the rematch, yeah. When it was just a regular rematch. And then, and then they had another match. I think it was last year or earlier this year when Roman won again. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I believe I'm not saying Finn Balor is a terrible wrestler. I'm saying Finn Balor doesn't deserve to be in the ring with these huge guys. I don't like seeing that. Are you going to say that about Finn? You got to say the same thing about Finn. Every single week. Finn is smaller than Finn. You say who? Danny Bryan. Smaller than Finn. Danny Bryan put some great matches with almost anybody. But that's oh, the difference. Anybody. Daniel Bryan is a technical wrestler. I think Daniel Bryan's a better wrestler than Finn Balor. He's though. technical. Yeah, he's going to do submissions. He's going to tweak your kneecap. He's going to mm-hmm. do all that. Finn Balor's going to kick you 
and then he's gonna kick you, and then he's gonna kick you again, and he's gonna kick you again, and then he's gonna kick you again, and then he's gonna stump on you and kick you again. Yeah, he is kind of like a you know broken record or something with those those kicks and everything. I don't even think I can't even remember the last time I saw him do the 1916. Exactly, I I haven't seen Finn Balor do a slam in like a year. Unless you go to Slam Blade. That's not a slam. Oh, it's not a slam. Okay. The only slam movie he really does it in 1916. And he hasn't done it in like a year. I would say, I haven't seen him do it in a while. He ain't done it in 1916 since he fought Seth Rollins a couple months ago. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why. That's exactly mm-hmm. why I believe Finn Balor belongs on 205. But could he keep up on 205? I believe he'll have the best matches in his career on 205. Especially with the addition of guys like Leo Rush. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to uh hope and wait to see when Him and Cedric on. Alexander would be an amazing match. Well, actually the last great match Finn Balor had that wasn't with a big guy was AJ Styles. Yeah. I didn't like it. Why didn't you like didn't it? Didn't like it. Because for one, it was a fill in. Yeah, Are you just on that against Brock? Because he should have been there. Brock was supposed to be there. That wasn't even... And and to make it worse, the fact that the SmackDown champion had to come to a Raw pay-per-view that the Raw champion is obligated to be at. Actually, he's not no, obligated. No, actually, AJ wasn't the champion yet. AJ didn't win the championship until like a week or two later. Either way, the, the face of SmackDown comes yeah, to yeah, save yeah. a Raw pay-per-view... Against a mediocre guy. Yeah, because a lot of people got sick with the mumps that time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Bray Wyatt was out. Roman Reigns was out. Mm-hmm. Bo Roman Dallas Reigns was out. Jojo was out. Jojo was out which, which <laughs> don't, I don't even want to say it. it. I, I, <laughs> I just want to know. Him being out ruined that whole series. I'm going to say it. No, don't say it. I'm going to say it. all connected. I just want to know. How the hell Roman Reigns got mixed up in that group and caught the mumps? <laughs> Is he messing with that? JoJo? Why would he say that? <laughs> Is he not messing with, no, I don't think he's messing with JoJo. I think he's probably, he probably rides with Bray Wyatt. Because they, they do got their own little crews when they're on the bus. It better be. It better be. You keep your hands off of him. Bray Wyatt was riding with you. A fan had the mumps. We know she's a homewrecker. Okay, before we get into this, let's keep going with the pay-per-view. Fine, let's talk about it. We're going to uh, talk about... SmackDown Live Tag Team title match. The blood... No, did we talk about the Bludgeon Brothers against Team yeah, Hell No? No, not yet. That, yeah, the Bludgeon nice. Brothers and Team that Hell No. Nice. I was surprised that, that nice. Team Hell No lost. I was? No, I wasn't surprised. Right. Well, Kane came out with the injury. Yeah, I wasn't surprised. I was surprised that when the pay per view started, but after well, the attack, the stage, yeah. we mm-hmm. all saw how that was going to turn out. Because right. normally, when a person comes back from an injury that they sustain at night, they come and save the day. But Kane being the bigger guy and Daniel Bryan doing fine on his own, we all knew how that was going to turn out. But then what made, me, what made me mad about that is when Kane was feuding with Seth Rollins back in 2015, it was. Seth Rollins destroyed the man's knee. Corporate Kane destroyed the man's knee. It took Kane away in the ambulance. And Kane came back as Demon Kane. Legs still messed up. 
All the man did was step out the ambulance, stomp his foot on the ground, leg was fine, and went out to Seth Rollins. This time, totally different. Totally different. Came out with a huge cast on. The huge boot on his foot. On his foot. That he never got even used one three, time. Four minutes, got laid out, and then Danny Bryan tagged himself in. And that was the end of the story. First Blood off, took over. First off, Kane ends matches with the choke slam, has done that for the past year. What's made him want to use the tombstone this time? Maybe he's just trying to shake it up a little bit, you know. Like, Try to send a message. Right. Either I'm way, go for it. either way, we all know that wasting time is a big no-no in WWE. It is. You know, waste time stuff. We all know that as soon as you taunt, something happens. I say it all the time. Quit playing with your food and eat, eat it. Now. He should have, after that choke slam, Dave Bryan should have came right in and blocked the neck of the bell lock. And Kane should have fought off. After, right. after Kane got hit in the knee and Daniel Bryan got tagged, I did think that something extra was going to happen. But he got caught with a hell of a clothesline. And then this new version of the Doomsday device, I'm really digging it. That was pretty cool. I'm really digging it. The fact yeah. that Luke Harper stands on the middle ropes, brings his arm back from clothesline from hell distance, and lets him have it in that powerbomb position. Luke Harper, that man is so underrated, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it is, is ridiculous. And I love the feud that he had with Randy Orton because it really showed that he could be a singles wrestler if they let that him. Match, that feud with Orton and the feud with Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Yes, it really shows that Luke Harper can be a singles wrestler if they just gave him the chance. I'm just happy that he's, even though he's still tied down with uh, Eric Rowan, I'm just happy that they're they're pushing them now. Exactly. exactly. I've, been, I've been waiting for that for the longest. Right. They should so, never broke them to it from the beginning. It really does beg the question, who's going to beat them? Because now they've brought back another legend group in order to face them. They've dominated the Usos, who've run SmackDown for the better part of two years. Mm-hmm. The New Day and Usos got beat up at the same time. So the next challenge is got to be another than Sandy. Yeah, sanity. I just don't see sanity doing it, but the thing they do have sanity got, sanity is got a the third guy. Yeah. They so I remember it. that. Killian Dane on the outside. Yeah. Well, it depends on who, who uses these if, if, if they go with the way they tag the NXT, it'll be Eric and, and Wolf, and Wolf against the Bludgeons. Yeah. They got Dane on the outside, but if they switch it up, happen. I would love to see him switch it up. I would like to see Eric as the manager. Instead, I like to see Eric. No, I like to see Eric as the leader of the group going at the single titles, and I like to see Dana and Wolf at the tag team. That's that's, that's exactly cool what too. I mean. I mean, I want to see Eric Rowan on the outside while Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf are fighting because I think Eric Ro- Eric uh, Young. Young causes more of a distraction than Killian Dane does. Yeah. Now Killian yeah. Dane might have a better moment with his little running body press or something, mm-hmm. but in the ring it'll be the same effect, right? Uh-huh. All right. Now let's get to this WWE title match here. AJ Styles and Russell. I'm at the second best match of the night. Yeah. It was a really good match. Really, really good match. I'm actually really disappointed because I thought this was Rusev's day. I didn't think so. This is no, I, didn't think so. I, knew, I, I, I knew from the beginning that AJ was winning that match. <laughs> well, I, I think and the main reason to go off the script a little bit. The main reason mm-hmm. why AJ's not going to lose that title yet is because of 2K19. 
Well, yeah, that's he's true. He's the cover guy. He is the cover guy, and I didn't really trip off that. But I would, I would have just loved for Rusev to have his push because he he really does deserve it. The crowd is behind him. He's selling a ton of merchandise. Lana's not even by his side, so we see that he doesn't need it. He doesn't need her. Uh, anybody that they well, put him yeah, with, he can make him stop. Right. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Whoever dethrones AJ from the title, mm-hmm. who in my opinion most likely might be, possibly might be the Miz, Daniel Bryan, or Samoa Joe. One of them three. I gotta say Miz. I, I think gotta Miz say be the Joe. One to take it. Actually, we haven't I'm seen him. I'm, I'm, I'm going, personally, me, I'm going with Samoa Joe. Yeah. I mean, so where's Joe been? We ain't seen him in a while. Joe, last time they seen Joe. He was, what he Joe? Joe. He was bashing, yeah, he was bashing some jobbers on SmackDown. Uh, Well, anyway, uh, back to the match, because AJ did something in that match that I thought was really, really smart. He pinpointed one of Rusev's legs, and he just worked on it the entire match. Yeah, he worked on it. Right, you don't see that. I gotta say. Which is the smartest thing I've ever seen anybody do, looking at Rusev. Exactly. Like, put that leg so you can't put the accolade in. I right. gotta say, big ups to Rusev for selling that leg, man. Because he did sell it pretty well. That was some of the best selling that I've seen on the leg part in a long time. Right. Because not once did he stop limping. Not once did he give you the impression that it was automatically healed or any of that stuff. He sold that thing through the whole match. I mean, he even made that's it look why, like that's he was... That's why I consider Rusev on the he sold that joint, man, and he, he even to the point where he used the accolade and only used one leg. Right, he did kind of a half an accolade. Yeah, only had to use one, yeah, only used a half accolade. Couldn't even get that in. Right. Couldn't even get it in. And that, to me, that to me is ring psychology like that that could teach these dumb wrestlers a thing or two. You got to learn. Young bucks, pay attention. You got to learn how to sell. You got to learn how to sell. And that's what makes the match have emotion. And that's what makes people invested. When things like that happen, when you see somebody try to use their finisher and they can't do it because their leg is messed up or their arm is messed up, it almost feels like the video game that you're all already invested in. It's it's just it's brilliant to me. Yeah. It's brilliant. That, 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 that's, that's similar to uh, Rollins and Triple H. Right. Exactly. Because Rollins' leg was still messed up, but Rollins did. Rollins couldn't use. You know, he wasn't using the curve time yet, but he couldn't use the move. He right. Didn't do any legit leg moves. He couldn't he use that pedigree leg. either. And I remember that, and that's what I'm saying. I just want the ring psychology in these matches to be a little bit better. If somebody choke slams you or tombstones you on your head or some stuff like that, act like they tombstones you on your head. Don't get up and roll out and start too sweet in the audience and stuff like that. Come on, dog. No, I, I'm not even going to say that. But I was talking about in the group, because they were talking about how most how New Japan makes certain moves that's mostly that's supposed to be effective mm-hmm. feel like there's nothing. Moves yeah. like the tombstone, like you mentioned. Right. And exactly the Canadian destroyer used to be a finisher. That's it was just a regular 
other moves. That's right. exactly the point that you brung up with Mickey James earlier tonight. Yeah, Ronda yeah, Rousey exactly. beat the hell out of Mickey. She threw her against like three guardrails, mm-hmm. hit her with this this. I love that spin out Samoan drop that she does. That's pretty dope. She hits her with that finish, and then she goes out to get Alexa Bliss, and Mickey's right up, not selling a thing. Like she's fine. Mickey over there now, Cable. Mickey should have been laid out for a good five minutes. But no, Mickey gets right back up. Smacks a big candlestick. That's yeah. what I'm and saying. From there. And the psych- that's why that's another reason why that match was lacking because the psychology just wasn't there. Yeah. And and these wrestlers have to learn to get us invested. When you put in some work on somebody and they working on that one body part, it doesn't just heal when you talk. It just well, Alexa got, Alexa got one more week to Rousey's on her ass. Oh, Lord. Rousey's Rousey, on her Rousey's suspension doesn't end until Wednesday, but she got one more week, so she better live it up. When Rousey come back, it's a problem. It's going to be some issues. But anyway, let's move on to this Iron Man match, which was probably uh, the match of the night. Love this yeah, match. Best match of the night. Love that match. Because... This one had all the psychology, baby. It did. I loved it. I love the fact that Rollins got these three pins right off the bat. Boom, boom, boom. And then Drew McIntyre, well, he gets this, he gets two pins. Yeah, he gets, he gets two pins. And then Drew McIntyre jumps in, beats the hell out of him. And then gives him a disqualification. Gets thrown out. And Ziggler gets his, gets his first pinfall, which tied the matchup, and then Ziggler got his fourth point. Super kick, second and point. Super him. Uh, and then, quick sequence with a zigzag. Main objective was trying to tie that matchup, which yeah. he didn't get to, what, about the five minute mark? Yeah. When he, when he hit him with the, what move did he do? He threw him into the uh, turnbuckle. He finally got the roll up. Finally got the uh, yeah, got the, the roll up pin, and that tied it to be four four. And then uh, he all he wanted to do was get one more, but Dolph was kicking out of everything. I really enjoyed this match because they they did it like I like to say they did a Brock Lesnar Kurt Angle style because you know back in the day in two thousand three when Lesnar and Angle had a last had a Iron Man match. You know, Lesnar, Angle went up on the scoreboards, but then Lesnar starts yeah, throwing well, away the qualification points so he can beat him with a chair and quickly yeah, Angle, got, Angle got about, what, three straight pinfalls? Right. And he was up 3 nothing, and then Brock hit him with the chair and took over from there? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah now he gets a beat down on a worn out guy. That's what we like. Beautiful. And then the last thing, then the last, then, it was, then Brock went up 5-4. Right. And then Craig had the ankle lock in for the last few seconds and Brock wouldn't tap. Mm-hmm. That psychology right there is amazing. And, and that lasted the whole episode of SmackDown. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. That lasted almost the whole, the whole episode. second hour of SmackDown was just that match. Yeah. And and this match right here, it, it lived up to the expectations because, for one, I'm really, really happy that they put this in the main event. That really shows that they have faith in Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler to put on a great performance mm-hmm. and not leave people hanging at the end. Yeah. Secondly, yeah, Ziggler, now Ziggler finally got what he wanted. Exactly. Well, he, main event. he finally got his main event. And he got that main event spot. Secondly, the fact that the Intercontinental title was put on the forefront as the main event was really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. We look at that as the workhorse title, 
And to see it in the main event is like seeing the women's title in the main event. I know him talk about this, but I'm telling, telling you this now. Rollins made that Intercontinental title more relevant than the Miz. I'm I, saying it right now. I, I, I'd like to think that too. Okay, well, I say this a million times, but I believe it's true. I believe that Rollins, Rollins built the title on what the Miz had already uh, built. I think Rollins built on what the Miz had already built. Okay? That's the way I look at that. I'm saying, I think. Uh-huh. The thing that Rollins did different was the open challenge. You've right. seen yep. how well it worked with John yeah. Cena's U.S. Open Challenge, and he started John doing it. That was one of the, that was the greatest series of matches John Cena had in his career, to be honest. Actually, yeah. that's when I became a huge John Cena fan and realized how great of a guy so that right, he really yeah, was. He is in the ring. Yeah, right. that, that, that's the U.S. Open Challenge. Over the top. And for this, for this. Intercontinental Championship match to be the main event really shows that WWE has faith in their workhorses, and it's about damn time. Yeah, totally. And it goes to show you, Intercontinental title at this point is more important than that Universal title. It it is. It is definitely. That's what Seth Rollins been telling Brock Lesnar since he won the belt. The Intercontinental title is the number one belt. That's the title. It feels like it's the only title on Raw. Right. If you're not if you're not competing for an Intercontinental title, then you're not competing for single titles right now basically that's what it feels like on Raw anyway and then it ends tied up mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler goes to leave Kurt Angle comes out says this is not how we do this shit you get your ass back we'll in there sudden death overtime sudden death overtime Shawn Michaels Bret Hart style we got a couple minutes left but yeah, before Sean we Brett. before we go off there how the, how annoying was that crowd during that match Oh, the, uh, the Royal Rumble count? Yes. They was keeping, the, they was trying to keep the match alive. They kept doing, they did the Royal Rumble count through that whole match. Basically, we didn't need it. I found that to be very We annoying. didn't need it. We didn't need it because they were doing a great job as it is. And then the fact that they kept going, eh. At the wrong time and everything. It's not even, right, they took down the clock. You'd think that they would stop after they took down the but clock. They but they did the clock back. They kept going, man. Kept going. I was kind of annoying. By the way, at the sudden death, Drew McIntyre interferes. Rollins was ready. Zigzag. Drew came out of nowhere. Right, I didn't see Nobody know where Drew came from. Came out of nowhere. Rollins hit Drew. Then Ziggler managed to pull off the zigzag and get the win. Right. Best match of the night. I was dope. I was dope. I gotta say that yeah. they had the best match of the night. KO had the spot of the night, mm-hmm. and the B team had the moment of the night. Oh, yeah, I would think so. So, uh, all in all, it was a great pay per view. All right. Yeah. We're getting ready to go off there, here, Jay. You got anything else you want to say? Nah, everything's good. Yep, that was all good right. Show. Tell the people where they can reach you, man. You can reach me on Facebook at J Rock. Oh, uh, go to M Dog. He knows me, so he has my Facebook. That's you can what's reach up. Me in the wrestling group, Smart Life, Smart Life for Life. That's how we roll. That's it's right, Smart, Smart Life. Life. For Life. That's right. This has been a great edition of the Sons of Legends, y'all. I'm Art Dog here with MJ Gunner. MJ Gunner, that's me. J Rock, hit him up on Facebook if you got anything to say. Extreme Rules was a great pay per view, man. Y'all have a good night. <laughs>